0: welcome to another episode of we talk music i am your host mr brett podcast and i am truly pleased to be joined by well gosh he is the lead singer for a canadian heavy metal band that is fantastic you know fabulous fun and they are called fear and we have patrick mullick on the show patrick how are you doing i'm well thank you so much and i put pleasure I put pHs in front of all of those, you know, just so that you know, just because because uh, that's that's the way of the, uh, the the way this goes right now with fear.
1: Well, I had I had no choice but to use the pH because a long time ago when we put this together, I, I did come up with the name Fear and I wanted to use it, but in the seventies there was a punk band with right. that name and they still own it, right? But they're right. on Saturday Night Live and everything, and I. And I knew that I totally forgot about it though. So yeah, so I, I said, okay, I still wanted to keep the moniker. So I came up with the P why not do the po oh, in yeah. fear.
0: Oh, for sure. I actually just saw the punk band fear last year. Uh, <laughs> Opening Perfect. for the mystery, <laughs> yes, totally. Wow, but uh, yeah, and and it's one thing um, that I will say about your, you know, the pH. It, it gives you a lot of leeway, especially with adding that pH to friends and family, and you know, yeah. and fear mongers and stuff like that. Like, I just, I think it gives you a bit of an edge because it allows you to do some fun stuff that that you know is is a clever in that way.
1: Yeah, you know, a lot of people got got to, you know, uh, people love our logo. I mean, when we we have merch at our shows, people love buying just plain fear. They love the logo because like it means a lot. You know, we put the ph in front of they to our fans, and you know, we just we play with it, and especially on our posts, and you know, it's all in fun. And you know, we try not to take it too seriously, but we have a great time with it. So.
0: Is that kind of uh why the your your mascot? And I mean, I will say he's he looks awesome. Is that why he's Fred? He's Fred, P H R E D. <laughs> exactly.
1: You you're on to us now.
0: <laughs> so, anyways, I mean the main reason that you're here is you've got a new single, Save Our Souls, um, a new album coming out soon. Now, I mean, Save Our Souls is my favorite fear song at oh, this point. So you. I mean, God bless it's you for that. it's great. Thank I you really, so much. Really enjoy that. I mean, you're one of the things that I like about you guys is that is that you have the the melody, but you got the heavy.
1: That's um, when we construct a song, or, uh, or at least when I construct a song, or even the guys I'm with now. I want to be heavy. Like I know that after a certain age that we get to, a lot of uh, rockers tend to lighten up a lot so but i'm the other way i'm i got the slip in mine i want to get heavier but i also want some hooks in there i want i want i want people to sing or to remember to sing that melody so actually we played save our souls live a bunch of times you know before it was the single came out of the video and the audience sings the chorus from the first time you know and it's just last saturday we did it we did a charity uh a charity event in Toronto and we only did three songs, but we finished with save ourselves. I had the whole crowd singing the chorus up <laughs> again. It's memorable. It's, it's, I, I know, well, hooky might be a bad word to use, but it's, it's super heavy, but we like to, when the chorus comes in, we like to, we, we like to, we, um, we like to make a memorable. I, I remember, I think it was Bruce Dickinson or Steve Harris said that, They they go to places where people don't even speak English, but they know the melody of the song, right? They remember that. So I I guess in that that mindset, when we're constructing a song, we, we kind of keep that in mind for sure.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think, I think that also will help because I mean, when it, when it comes to like gaining fans, I mean, obviously there's plenty of fans, you know, of like the, the really heavy stuff. But when you talk about having that, that melody and, and being able to sing along with it. I mean, I know that for myself, like that really gets me going if I can sing along with a with a chorus.
1: Well it, it makes it it kind of opens it up to a much bigger audience too. Right. I mean I'm, we're doing something a little different in in metal and unfortunately I hate this term. They call me cla- they call us classic metal where we're, we're, we're spurious but elements of thrash and prog and but because I sing and I, uh, although we do growl, we have growling lines or, or uh, you know, that type of vocal, like we call them cookie monster vocals. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing wrong with those. I like a lot of the bands should do that, but we're, because I sing the automatic classic metal, right? And, you know, is it classic? It's a brand new song. You know, it's that. <laughs> You know, we're we're trying to keep that 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 genre, but I guess if you want to associate us with Judas Priest and Iron Maiden and, and those bands, like I'll, I mean, I'm gonna take it. But you I mean, could sometimes I like, yeah, I I, I but I I like, I like, I'm like, I just hate that term classic metal because they're brand new songs, they're yeah. brand new metal songs, you know. And this when you hear this album, this is the heaviest thing we ever did. Like like every song is really heavy on this album. So.
0: Wow, yeah, so I mean, you got what is it gonna be nine songs on this on this one? eight, eight, uh, eight, eight? plus alive?
1: yeah, eight brand new songs um, on on this album, and we did a song on the uh, in sanitarium album called uh, uh Delusions." And on the album, I did it with uh, bjorn Street uh, from uh, Soil Work. I split the vocals with him so but this is a live version with john howard from um threat signal singing bjorn's part so you know so you know it's kind of a it's a it's one of the personal favorite songs of mine to do it's got a king diamond flair to it and stuff like that that was bjorn's bjorn's comedy go this is very king diamond merciful fate so you know that that just like warmed my metal heart so I was very excited about that. So uh so yeah, I, I thought we're through this on the album. You know, the, 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 the eight songs are all like seven minutes long because we're idiots and write songs too long, but you know, but we write for us. We we, we write for us and hope that people enjoy it. So
0: Oh, that—that's right. I mean, like when when I look at Insanitarium, and it's just like seventy nine minutes long, <laughs> it's just like wow, you you're really putting
1: it all out there. Oh yeah, I think I think I think the eight songs are like seventy four minutes long, and then we, got, <laughs> yeah. we just barely get enough to get everything on the CD. And if we are <laughs> our, our vinyl, will have to do both sides, I guess. We'll see what formats uh, the record company wants to put it out in. So,
0: mm-hmm. yeah. how then? How do you write songs when it all comes down? I mean, especially to like talking about seven, eight minute long songs.
1: Well, um, it all starts usually with a riff, uh, whether it's Alex on guitar, Pat on guitar. Uh, a new song, <laughs> ready? <laughs> like, get your crowd ready. No one ever says this. The bass player wrote two songs. Whoa! So
2: they actually, that's, I that's asked, fresh.
1: Well Bosch, we call it his name is Chris Bosch. So we call, it's Bosch. Everybody calls him Bosch. Bosch is uh he's a, he's a thrash machine. Like Metallica Megadeth. He, he is that person. He auditioned for uh, Disturbed and Machine Head back in the day. Anyway, so Bosch, he came to the to the to the writing table with two very, very heavy, amazing songs. One called Bleed and one called All the Night." They weren't called at the beginning and uh he brings the initial riff or alex brings the initial riff or whatever alex and i wrote some songs together and so it's whole, it, the whole band's writing and we just bring it all together and then we put all our flares on each song so you'll see in the credits in the credits um it'll say uh, all songs written by fear and if there was any outside writers like sos actually was with uh another right another person who was in the band at the time who no longer is in the band so um so he uh he gets he'll get a writing credit on that what we do i'm drifting here sorry what we do is we it starts with a riff and we usually get music down and then i'll take that riff that music it's not always set in stone i'll take that music and i'll um i'll say okay this sounds like a verse to me this sounds like a chorus then i write I write a, a pentameter over it, or a melody over it, and um, you know, find my pentameter first, which would be, you know, like I, I, I've been making up words like not even English language, squeedle squat, the beetle, dot, right? And then I just I make up the words, and if it fits, it's a nice melody within that song. And I try to write in the holes, and once I write that melody, then I start writing words about some subject, and you know, there's a lot of. Uh, dystopian end of the world stuff and illnesses and you know and and I you know i before you ever ask nothing's wrong with me i just read about that stuff i like to read a lot so <laughs> and i've always made that clear like i like when when uh the fond bleed that bosch wrote it's about self-reflecting and stuff like that so i said bosch when when, when people ask me what it's about. I let him write the lyrics on that song. It's the only one I didn't write lyrics for him because he wrote the song. I wanted him to own it, but I said, you're going to have to explain what it's about because, uh, you know, I, this is so dark. I don't even, I don't even know what it's about, but uh, yeah, it's about the whole self-reflection and, and and everything like that. So, and there's a few songs like that. So, uh, so yeah, that so it, it all comes from there. It comes from what I'm reading at the time or, or, uh, you know, or something that happened in the on the news and stuff like that. So, I mean, I would probably write. There's a song about. There's a song called "Aftershock" on the album that's about PTSD, right? Because uh, my dad was in World War II, and uh, he never suffered from anything like that. But I, I, I could imagine. I read. I read some uh, some book about people who suffered from PTSD. So, of course, I had to write a song about it. So.
0: Oh, Sorry, absolutely. that was a
1: long-winded answer. And you probably think, God, no wonder the songs are seven minutes long. You can't even answer a question.
0: <laughs> no, actually, gotta be honest, love long answers because it, it, there's so much in there that I can pull from to ask uh, ask afterwards. But
1: Edit uh... away, edit <laughs> away.
0: Just don't make me sound like an idiot. <laughs> but um what are your favorite books to read?
1: Oh, I, I like biographies right now. Like I just finished um uh Dead Daisy or John Crabby's book. Mm. I'm in the middle of uh, my in life by Getty Lee's book. I took that to Barbados with me, so I started it down there. So I love reading about rock stars and directors. Uh, I mean, oh, you want to go way back. I read like Cel- Celestine Prophecy. And I like things like that. But mostly I like people's life stories. Because uh, I read like every ace really... Uh, I read The Dirt before it was ever a movie. It was 19 years before the movie was made. I loved that. Um, uh, Got so many. Paul Stanley, both his books. Gene Simmons, Peter. I read all the Kiss books for sure. I read about 14 Queen books. You know, everything I could get my hands on. Um, there's a lot of downtime during COVID, right? So I had to... Neil Kurt's books. I had to read Neil Fritz's books. I know I'm, I'm staying with these three bands, but I I read George Lucas's books back in the day. Uh, Dave Stains, I read both of David Vestain's book. Uh, uh, Rob Halford's book. I read Yeah. Rock stars.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. I, I actually have a giant collection of those, uh, sitting, sitting in my rock, um, my rock hall, uh, as well because I love exactly the same kind of thing. It's just, yeah. Getting a chance to go go back in and read those stories and just kind of see them, well, and, and get a chance to see them as people too is fantastic.
1: Yeah, you want to you wanna read those stories and they're fun and they're, they're like rock star, stories. but you also want to say, okay, there's a mistake I don't want to make in that book. They made them for us so we don't have to, right? That's right. So yeah, I've, I've learned a lot. And, and well, you know, I don't know if you know about my past and Eidolon a little bit yep so i played with um with and sean drover from megadeth and King diamond right and and so those guys when i was in the band with those guys that was a great learning experience because there's so much of the business side with those guys were in and i was i was singing in the band but those guys handled the business and that, that, that was a good that was a good learning curve for me too watching watching the way Sean and Glenn write and how they record and, and how they dealt with the metal blade at the time. And, and, you know, and then we go over to Europe and play. And so it was, you know, you try to, I guess I try to learn from everything I do when I, I I hope I never stop learning. Right. You know, still haven't hit it out of the park, (laughs) you know, but uh, we keep, we keep plugging away. And we're very excited about this album. I can't wait for this album to come out and people to hear it. And that's the thing is, I got to find the avenues for people to hear it, right? Mm-hmm.
0: So. Well, absolutely. Like, because, and that's the thing, right? How do you manage to cut through? I mean, there's so much new stuff released all the time. How do you manage to cut through and get your album heard?
1: Well, Michael Brandvold, hopefully, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, we're 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 lucky. I mean, a lot of people um do this and never really meet people in the industry and this this uh this is like my third this will be my third record deal which is is uh, not mine i mean fears third this is the fear's third album but my third my personal third deal so i've got a chance now there's small labels and stuff like that but still every bit of help helps right and uh we're still struggling too like don't don't think that just because I mean, the video's kind of going really slow, and I know it's a seven-minute video, and the attention spans aren't what they were. But yeah, that was a that was a, a major that was a major um, uh, a major production. Let's say that video is not that's not a bunch of guys with an iPhone. So that was a full-on production with uh, sets and scenes and crew. There was ten people crew on that video, so but um, but it's going slow. So we have to learn how to navigate social media better and, and hire the right people that when we don't know and learn to do the, do it properly, uh, like social media, uh, YouTube, we got to learn how to navigate those things better. And, you know, uh, okay. I'm going to monsters of rock cruise in March. I'm going to make sure everybody in that cruise knows about fear in that video. Right. And sometimes it's like, it's word of mouth and guerrilla marketing, and I'll be, all, I'll be all over it. I'll be, oh, you got to check this out, and I'll go right through their phone and take it from her. <laughs> you know, like it's, and because that, that's going to be people all over the world on that cruise, and 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 we'll find our way. I mean, we have to go out and play. Unfortunately, for fear work, we could, the COVID going on. We're on a good up curve, and then COVID shot us right down. So it's almost like we're starting all over, and. um we don't want to get stuck in the local scene here too. At the same time, we we've never played outside of Ontario. And it's a shame because, uh, uh, the show is massive. Like when we play it, it's, it's, gotten so big production line. It was nice, but we're local, right? And we need to, we need to find our way to Europe. We need to find our way to the United States. We need to figure out how to get on a tour and, you know, so I'm hoping with this next deal that, um, we'll we'll be able to secure some things then so i think at the end of the day it's about playing live and try and navigate that again another long answer to go with our long songs
0: <laughs> well then what you know what do what should fans expect when they see fear live
1: an arena show in a bar <laughs> We have, I can tell you, we have lasers. I'm famous for the lasers. Everybody makes fun of me and my lasers. <laughs> so we have a, we have about seven lasers in the show. We have moving lights in the show. We I own Fear Productions too. Now currently on their way across Canada are uh, a massive video wall that's part of Fear Productions. So we the last show we did, we did one show in October to get the rest off. We headlined a local pub. And it was packed, and it felt so good, you know, just to knock that rest off. And we had three video walls behind us. That's how big we made this show. Wow! So, like, here's the thing: you you come, and yes, we I think we have a very strong album, but to see to see it, and to see the lights, and to see the video, like we have a song. There'll be a new video called Snake coming out next after Save Our Souls that has it's just us live at that show. And it's, uh, you see snakes all on the walls crawling. And it's, it's, it's really, um, it's my passion is that part. And so we own for production. We we own the video wall. We own all of it. So, so if like I'd have to rent it to, to come to the States because I can't take that stuff over the border, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But, but, but once you see it, when you see us live, you're like, whether you like us or not, you're going to remember what you saw. Like we, we have, we have co2 cannons wow you know that you see like how many have you ever been to a bar when a co2 cannon goes off no, it's loud so. <laughs> it's loud it's not it's not that puff of smoke that the djs use it's a co2 cannon that like <laughs> Ramstein uses you know so, so so yeah when you you'll see something and i promise that that's the promise i make to, to every time we play live like we make this you're gonna you're gonna see something Right? you're going to be entertained. And that's what we do. We're entertainers, So, you know, I thought, why does the show in a bar have to be street clothes and guys just going up there and playing? Well, we don't wear street clothes. So it's a rule I have, you know, you have an outfit. And so, yeah, we make it fun. I I'll, I wear a, a custom design leather jacket with a few studs in it. It weighs 30 pounds.
0: Holy crap. Yeah. No wonder weighs- you need to go to the gym. <laughs>
1: Yes, it weighs 30 pounds, people. So when you see me up there huffing and puffing, that jacket weighs 30 pounds.
2: <laughs>
1: Rob Hufford, Rob Hufford would be very proud of me at this particular point. I'm <laughs>
0: <laughs> But, you know, you know, that's the thing. And when you talk about the books that you read and stuff like that, I mean, these these people are all we're all about the show as well. And I think that's something that often gets lost in music is Is that, you know, you are entertainers, you are there to to put on a show for people, especially when we go live. And and, you know, sometimes when I see these bands that, you know, are maybe just, you know, standing there and giving you the songs. I mean, it's just like, okay, cool. But I do want to go see an actual show.
1: Well, I always said I can listen to the record at home. Yeah. Right. Like, and uh, I have younger kids like come up to me, and it's nice. And they they want what's my advice? I said point of difference. I said, how are you different? There's a million great bands out there, a million great players. There's a million. Great... What's what makes your band different? Right. And with Fear, it's the show. We have a horror image. You know, just uh, the dystopia all the songs of the you know, the end of civilization and then that Fred and Reagan little girl Reagan. Like that's the introduction in the video you saw of Reagan from Reagan's Dream, which is Reagan from The Exorcist. And Fred. Fred comes in at the end. That's Fred's hand. Like the whole video is oh, about okay. the release yeah. the release of Fred. So so expect to see Fred in the future. <laughs> If we figure out how to do it, <laughs> but that's what's that's what's going on, you know. So lots of great stuff. I'm really excited about it. So
0: oh, absolutely, and you should be. And and like you say, I mean that that video of "Save Our Souls" is awesome. Like I mean, the Thank production you. values, it looks great. Um, and, and I do think that that having the story does kind of set it apart. And and yeah, now how do you manage to? Where do you get the money for all this? <laughs>
1: Fear pays for it. We're all committed to this project. So fear pays for all of it. Like we own fear productions, right? And and we 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 all have jobs. We all big we all, well, not me. I'm retired. I only do music. Uh, so but we all had day jobs and stuff like that. So fear fear fi- is financing itself right now. This morning we so we until we get a record company that uh, offers me a million dollars and we're doing it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> which doesn't exist anymore by the way so
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah that's right is it do you find it um do you find it difficult sometimes to like to wake up in the morning and think like oh gosh i got to do this again it's a, it's it's a grind no. or is it always exciting
1: At, uh, it is the honest pleasure of my life that i can tell stories and people still want to hear it with songs it is a gift i I mean i hope my voice lasts a hundred more years i don't know but it's an honest gift to be able to still do this at this age and uh and some people out there still care which is great and what what a gift what a gift i mean i still go to a ton of concerts I, i i just enjoy music so much right
0: Absolutely. I totally understand. And uh, I mean, you know, I go to, oh gosh, I mean, last year, I think I probably went to 30 or 40 concerts and it's just, that's just, you know, the way that it's what I love.
1: Well, just remember during COVID, we had two years, almost three where we couldn't see anybody.
0: Mm -hmm. So
1: support live music people. Trust me. (laughs) if it goes away again you'll be really sad yeah
0: that's for sure especially after this after after having it taken away i mean we noticed that's for sure yeah 100 there's not too many shows i miss how was it like when did you kind of discover your ability to sing i was a drummer for years and as a drummer
1: sometimes you're forced to sing backup and uh we lost our singer. We had a great singer. His name's Doug Adams. He actually owned Pyrotech. He did Pyro for like Megadeth and Kiss. And, and it was extremely successful fellow. But he got so busy with that, he couldn't sing anymore. So amicably, he had to leave the band. The band was called Rampage back, day, back then. 90s. This is the 90s. And so I sang all the backups with doug so I, I learned to sing singing with him and I, and I and before that i played in the top 40 drums in the top 40 band and i had to sing all the harmonies and so i kind of was self-taught for the longest time and then so we additional like 14 guys and I, I just kept singing along playing drums and then um i forget who it was i think maybe it was my bass player at the time said so oh it was it, it, was, well, why don't you just sing? And I go, I don't like when the drummer sings. I don't leave. I don't like that. The Night Ranger thing, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it worked for them, not for me, right? No, we'll get another drummer and you come up front. Mm-hmm. The rest is history. You know, I just kind of came up front. I liked it. It's kind of cool. <laughs> you know, I don't have anything to hide behind, though. So, But uh, I started, you know, you're in the background all these years. To come up front was kind of, you know, I'm very Phil Collins of me. And uh then uh so I said, Okay, if I'm gonna do this, so I took opera lessons, I took Bel Canto lessons. So I said if I'm gonna do this, I gotta do it right. So I started doing all I took all the lessons and I just keep going, you know, and I still wanna get better to this day. Like with this new studio, we just got new studio. We got the in ear set up yesterday till midnight. And I I just cause I wanna just get in there as much as I can and just get better and better and stronger and stronger and working out every day too, right? So you know, because I, I love it. I actually love doing this.
0: Well, and that's awesome. Yeah. Like when we talked to uh, Brian Volmer, of course, about the Bel Canto method and stuff like that, I mean, is, did he, uh, was he one of your teachers in that regard? Or? His,
1: his student was my yeah. teacher.
0: One oh, wow. Teacher. Okay. That's awesome. But, um, but yeah, like, and, and just learning how important it is to maintain your voice, especially as, as, you know, we get older and stuff like that. I, I mean, I mean, his voice is still amazing after all these years. Since oh, he, it's spectacular voice. Yeah, and and I think that I know so many people who've lost their voice. Like, how? What? What is it that you do then to maintain your voice?
1: I've had vocal troubles. Don't kid yourself. Like recently too, I lost the IIA. Uh, what do I do? So I, I try. I don't smoke anything ever, never smoked in my life. I, I, I try to stay physically fit as possible. Um, I practice not, I, not as much as I should. I plan to practice more scales and stuff like that. Um, I breathe. I constantly always checking my breathing and stuff like that. And my worst habit is Diet Coke and tea, caffeine, right? Caffeine is not good for your voice, but I can't quit everything. I don't do anything. Oh, and and I, I don't drink a lot. You know, I do like, I like a light beer every once in a while, especially when I'm Barbados, but drinking is bad for your voice. So I just try and curve, I kind of grew up, you know, and didn't dialed back to some of the habits, right? So, right? It's not sex, drugs, and rock and roll at this age.
2: <laughs>
0: so... Was it a hard thing to grow up, or or was it kind of like just yeah. well, the
1: time? Don't kid yourself. When by grown up, I don't mean I'm I'm still a big goofball yes. and a big kid. I'm, I'm one of the happiest people on the planet, and that's that's for sure. Uh, but uh, as far as uh, I was never really out of control. I guess you know I I still want like I'm the oldest guy in the band, so I see the younger kids, and sometimes. They're, they're drunk or whatever, you know, and I, and I get it. And I've been there, trust me, I've been drunk with them, but uh, it, it wasn't hard to grow up. It just, it's, it's almost a natural thing, right? After a while, you have to start taking care of yourself because things slow down, right? You know, when you're at That's an age, if you want to continue, if you want to continue to do this and you want to play shows, you need to be physically fit. Mm-hmm. No offense but Like I, 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 there's so many people out there that, that, that. That uh, don't do anything and they can still sing. But then you look like a guy like Mick Jagger, who's still going at 80 something, and he, his regiment are aerobics. He's insane. Like most young people can't do what he does before he goes on tour. I
0: know. Right. Uh, right. I mean, and the fact that they bring along like a studio for him to like work out in and dance and stuff like that. I mean, it's just like, exactly. wow.
1: Exactly. It's, uh, it's um it's, 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 those are the lessons when you read the books that you learn, right? You know, stay away from heroin, stay away from <laughs> which I never ever did. So, you know, but, but, you know, like, I mean, look at Ace Freely. Uh, I, I reference Kiss because I went to Kiss's last show in New York. It was fantastic. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. But, um, uh, Ace Really has been sober, what? God, he's, he's 12 years or something like that. And so, and look at 10,000 Bolts. He's got this great new album. I'm still going.
0: Right? it's it's interesting because because I just actually saw ace at Eddie trunk's 40th uh, 40th anniversary and um he seemed completely liquored up was he 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 seemed it because he he was rather stumbly and stuff. And then I actually watched him walk, through, try to walk through the casino afterwards, and and he was kind of leaning on people. So I don't know. I mean, that was just uh, he he well, seemed a little worse for wear at that moment.
1: <laughs> oh, that would be shocking. Well, he's going to be on Monsters of Rock, so I'll we'll do a follow up.
0: Yeah, absolutely. He's going to be on
1: the cruise, so I'll see him on the cruise. I hope to meet him actually. So.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. I don't blame you. I mean, then the cruise that a looks amazing uh we were super close to going ourselves uh this year so never been on it yeah i mean actually i would like to follow up and see what see how it goes for you because uh, Uh, i'll let you know follow up for sure but yeah i mean because i and it does my girlfriend's
1: actual photographer on it oh wow ali rock ali rock one she's an actual photographer on on the on the so she'll she'll probably be uh Guiding me on, on on cruise etiquette and where I go and everything <laughs> like that. So she knows the cruise very well. I think those are ninth
0: cruise or something like that. Oh, wow. That is amazing. Now, do you think that this will kind of be something that you uh, that you kind of start doing on a regular basis, even just if nothing else to market? Well, I hope to play it. Yes, of day.
1: course. <laughs> so, yeah, market for sure. Uh, it depends who's on the bill. I mean, I, I know I, I'm looking forward to strike. I know uh, Casey, the drummer. Very well. I met Casey in Europe when I was an Eidolon. Uh, I've met Michael before. So seeing Queensrank again should be fun. Hope to spend some time with them. Um, so, you know, it, it depends who's on it for me. Right. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so, but who knows if I have such a great time, I meet wonderful people. Yes, marketing and just a good vacation because I don't like the cold. It's very <laughs> gray and cold here in Canada. So
0: it sure is i'm looking out i'm looking out my window and it's uh and there's a lot of snow on the ground here so <laughs> cool. but yeah so then you know when it comes back back to fear like you know you putting together the players like how how many players have shifted in and out of the band and, and do you find it hard to kind of keep a band together
1: uh sometimes it's hard it's it's back and forth um we have solid lineup now. Um, I mean, sometimes you have to make changes if it's the direction you want to go. You know, uh, I, I don't want to single anybody out, but um, I, I've kind of got a bad rep for changing players. <laughs> so, but um, where we are now, the band, the band that we have now is, is super solid and amazing players and everybody's owning it. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a family and you spend a lot of time with these guys. So it's like, you need guys that you're get along with. that you all are on the same path as you. And, and, you know, and, and there's always, you know, disagreements and stuff like that. And, but you just got to find the right guys. You got to find the guys. And I, I mean, there's been times, there's been years when it's first started finding a bass player was difficult. We used studio guys and stuff like that all the time. But Bosch Bosch came in and told me the gig's his and he owned it. So and he, he literally did and he's been the bass player ever since. So and uh and people have left because they they just don't want to do music anymore. You know, it's hard. It's, it's very hard. And uh but I I I know enough people in the business that so there's a lot of people who want to be in fear so you know, it's kind of cool because we we're, we're doing stuff, which is great. So,
0: well, and and one thing yeah. I'll say too, I mean, of course, is that is that musically, Fear is technically very awesome as well. I mean, like the 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 seven string guitar attacks, the twin the twin leads. I mean, that's you know that that's exciting stuff when you see it, especially on the music videos. You wait till you hear this album. <laughs> the
1: music is insane on this album. It's great it's i'm i'm so excited for this
2: album out. now so, this is,
0: go ahead when, sorry well no, when thanks. do you think uh like it says spring do you do you have a date is that kind of up to the label at this point it's going to be up to the label i'm hoping for march april
1: may somewhere in that window would okay. be fantastic because we want to play we already booked the show from may 4th right so we want to start playing so it'd be great if the album was out but again we need the label like we need to i need to have some discussions with i talked to him last night for a bit so to make sure it's okay to mention <laughs> that there's a label involved so okay and, and he said yes so
0: <laughs> that's uh, good yeah well okay because it is so interesting i mean when you think about numb, like how long has it been finished for
1: it's not finished yet. It's, no, it's not. It's, it's being mixed and masters now. And this, see, COVID, again, I don't want to blame COVID for everything. So we started the album and we thought, okay, everything's shut down, but we can still record. And then we had a lockdown. And once the lockdown, we we stopped for a year and a half. And songs were done. They just weren't recorded. So then we got them done. And and it's but and they're all done. Like, bed tracks are all done. It's mixing and mastering. You probably got like, two songs I to Because we continually go back and forth with John Howard, who is our producer and say, "Uh, and a little bit more of this. Can you throw a backup line on this? And, uh, you know, but it's, it's, it's all recorded. All the tracks are recorded now. It's just mixed.
0: And then how about like when it comes to like album art and all that kind of, uh, kind of stuff, like how does that work for you?
1: Well, album art is being done. It's, it's probably about two or three drafts in So we're just fixing, we're fixing Fred's face right now. So So that's, that's what, uh, because unfortunately our original artist is no longer doing this. Uh, so we had to get a new artist. We got an artist out of Chicago, Drake is his name, and he is doing an incredible album cover. It looks amazing because we're probably going to do some vinyl on this one too. Maybe go back and do the other ones in vinyl too for our shows. But, uh, yeah, the artwork's pretty sick. I'll say it's pretty sick so far. So we're tweaking it now. So yeah, so that's everything's being done. We're not going to be the up. So
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I guess at this point, I mean, the, the, because you've lived with these songs for so long that that yes, you just want to make sure that it's just like no, no, everything's right. We're we're prepared.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's as an independent artist and on on this, these uh, independent labels, it's still kind of our control, right? Everything's in our control. We do everything, so. Right. But the artwork is uh, the artwork is pretty sick and the layout will be very sick. So it'll be totally worth it in the end. I'm very, I'm very excited, as you can tell by this album. Come out.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and and that's great. I mean, if you weren't, then I would be concerned.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I'm only the top
0: <laughs> right
1: from ear to ear. I look like Fred sometimes. <laughs>
0: what's the difference then, you know, um, from your perspective of working with an independent label versus, I mean, uh, Metal Blade, say?
1: Well, Metal Blade was, uh, I really didn't have a lot to do with the business side of Metal Blade, but I've met Brian, um, He's super, he's a great guy. And, you know, he's got his vision. Brian Brian is super honest, um, individual, you know, like, there's a lot of, Okay, so we've been on smaller labels, and they talk about units and, and physical copies and all that. Brian said it's streaming. Get your head around it. Everything is streaming. It's the way of the future. You can you imprint some CDs to sell at shows and stuff, but streaming is the way. So, and Brian told me that yes, although albums are selling again, the numbers are small for albums, right? It's a it's a niche group. Yes, have some. For your shows and again to buy and, and sign but it's niche and it, it may be growing but so well, he was very knowledgeable about the stuff the smaller label like what we we're on uh it's great being a big fish in that small pond i won't i won't lie about that but they're still learning how to do it too right the, the smaller labels are trying to find their place and I mean, the, the biz, I'm struggling to understand the business now because there was an, there was an advance given to us when I was at Metal Blade. There's no advances in the month. That's why we're paying for everything, right? So we said, I won't say who, but we said uh, no to two labels for this album because they basically want the album for nothing. Mm-hmm. They went, well, uh, yeah, we'll print some albums and you get half the sales. Or you get half of it. Well, I don't need you for that, right? Like I can print my own albums, right? Like, like to me, it's like, what are you going to do for me? You know, are you going to throw some skin in the game, right? Like, if you if you believe in the album, you believe in us. Show me, mm-hmm. right? So this this new company is someone I always wanted to work with. This new uh, record deal that we're going to be. So I'm excited about them. These these are these guys are years and years and years in this business so i'm very excited about this one so you know and i think they'll have some skin in the game right so i mean like so the album's done it's 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 really easy to i can say i've got a record company now so yeah.
0: well and that's it yeah nowadays i mean everybody can print their own stuff of anything i mean you can self-publish you can self uh, you can self you know do your own music i mean it, it doesn't matter but uh but yeah you want somebody behind you who actually believes in you
1: yeah 100% and and i need a marketing expert cuz i'm ask me about tiktok <laughs> i don't know it's it's some people like tiktok i don't get it but okay but i'm sure i have
0: to be on it you know? i know the i know the feeling yes so you and you know, like, Well, no, and I was going to say, like, too, I mean, when, you, when it comes down to your Instagram, your Facebook and stuff like that, I mean, there is lots of lots of content that you guys put out there. Um, we have we have so much
1: content for the recording of this album. We have playthrough videos for the songs we have. There's so much content waiting to be released. We just got to get the right label behind us to help us with managing all these releases and stuff like that. Oh, God, we, did, we have so much video footage of us doing this stuff. So much be real stuff. And yeah, like I said, I'm very excited for this stuff to come out. I've been sitting on it for a while. That, the, the SOS video is two years old in February. That's oh, wow. how long we had to sit. We
0: had to sit on it. So that's unbelievable. I mean, just, yeah. just thinking about that.
1: Uh, Reagan was 15 when we made that video. She's 17 now. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> Well, at least it's out, and, and she she didn't have to fully become an adult by the time you yeah. saw it. Yes, yes, that
1: was a fun that was a fun thing to do. That video was was hilarious.
0: Do you like so? You, so you anticipate doing more of those story videos and kind of and kind of fleshing out this universe?
1: The the grand well, we're horror themed, as you know, but the grand the grand idea is the introduction of friends so we introduced fred's hand at the end of the video and you've seen reagan now yeah so the the idea is to bring fred into the picture like when i wrote save our souls lyrically it was about oh my god there's all this mental illness going on and people are struggling and everything like that the, the songs actually was about mental illness but then we got this massive video team behind us and we got to do this horror theme and we want to bring fred back. So I remember sitting there with Bosch and Michael Chow is the director of the video. And we're sitting there going, OK, what do we want to do for a story? And I go, guys, I'm just a singer. I don't know. I, I, and then we sat around and we brainstormed. We came up with, uh, OK, there's a camera. It glows green. OK, so Fred's trapped in the camera. Reagan's this runaway girl who finds this dilapidated place to live and she finds the camera and, and it keeps calling to her and then she uses the camera to take pictures of us and it traps our souls in the camera. You'll see in the pictures we're in there, right? And she and we're prisoners in that. And five souls. Once she gets five souls, Fred comes out at the end. So that's the kind of story we're all for Save Our Souls. <laughs> so it was really cool though. It actually I actually like that story better.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I maybe I shouldn't be so honest to tell you. That's what it was originally about. It was yeah. not about mental melanism. No yeah,
0: it's good. I mean, you know, I mean, that's the thing. That's the beautiful thing about lyrics, right? You can uh, you can interpret them any way you feel like.
1: Uh, yeah, I hope people interpret it any way they feel. But that's what I always say. Because some of my lyrics, I I go back and read, and I go, "What was I thinking?" You know, and then so I I hope I hope that people like get something out of them, or you know, or charge, or laughter, or anything out of it, but. Uh, but the uh the, the video story is pretty cool and i said this opens it up to a lot more video stories we, we we really want to bring the whole you know like and some people say oh you're just copying vic and eddie like the other two bands and i'm like yeah but he's a different character and uh he's got a different personality and and um you know so like yeah so like we're 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 you know, we're we're uh, we're not copying Eddie, and we're not copying Vic and Rattlehead. You know, we're we're creating our own plate in this genre and our own characters in this genre. So, well,
0: and so. the thing is, too, is that is that you know, Vic and Eddie, they're great marketing tools, and so there's nothing wrong with with using another great marketing tool to help your brand move along. Hundred percent.
1: I picked up the original Iron, the Killers Iron Maiden album when I was a little kid because it was cool cover. That's right. I knew nothing about that. I said, "What is that? Is that good? I want that." And I bought that album back in the day. That would have been 1950. No, hang on a <laughs> second. No, that's that's where that came from. I bought, I bought that album based on the cover. So cool artwork. works.
0: Yeah, it totally does. I mean, how many albums have we all bought just because of the fact that we look at that and I'm like, I don't know what the hell that is. But man, that cover is amazing.
1: Peace of Mind is one of my favorite covers of all time. 1982, 83, I don't
0: know, Uh, Peace of Mind. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I can see that because again, well, and metal always seemed to have these really striking covers because I mean, we kind of went from that, the like, you know, the, the 70s of the, some odd covers into like finally getting like real true, like art with characters, but also just, just bam, that kind of hits you just like the music.
1: And you know, what? I talked about go back to the live play. What makes you different visually stimulate someone visually. So the average, I I was, I'm visually stimulated by lights and lasers and colors. And so, I mean, that's why fear is green. Right. So Mm -hmm brand color like it's coming at you we call it fear green like kawasaki green it's fear green but uh we visual album cover visual band visual live show you know all that stuff part of the marketing
0: awesome now when you choose to go for covers say like i mean obviously you did a great cover of rhyme of the ancient mariner mariner and you have the nevermore cover um you know what is it that kind of draws you to those we're we're big Iron Maiden fans, uh,
1: but we wanted to do a song that nobody had done. Right? There's there are cover versions of it. There are cover. There, some people have covered "Rime of the Ancient Mariner," but not a lot. I mean, if you go to the run of the Hills, and I'll, there's a ton of covers. Mm-hmm. And we do long songs, and then we added our production, seven strings, and all that. And That's how that one came to play. Now. When I was in Eidolon, I had the um, uh, wonderful privilege of sharing a dressing room and playing with Nevermore in Cleveland. And uh, I got to know the guys pretty good. It was a great experience. Um, Jeff uh, Chris Broderick was in the band then with Jeff Loomis and Worrell and uh, Jim and Van. So we shared a dressing room and then it was a two-day festival down in Cleveland. And we played... And then, you know, we just kind of hung out backstage together and they were really cool guys. It was really, really great chance to meet them. And then when Rural died, I, I mean, I was, I'm was i a huge Nevermore fan. And he died and I'm like, oh, that's so horrible. Like his solo albums were good. And, and um, you know, once again, uh, I I personally wanted to, I was going to do it as just a, uh, a Patrick song, but Fear liked the song so much they wanted to do it. So that's how we picked it. When they heard it, they're like, wow, this is a great song. I'll be on it. So,
0: <laughs> right. Is that something so, yeah. kind of going forward that you'd consider like continuing to do, to do, uh, add covers oh, into the albums?
2: We
1: like covers. I mean, Bosch is pushing me huge for,
0: uh, uh a Slayer
1: cover. Right. He said, and he goes, but you sing, and it could be totally different It's because you'll probably sing it more than Tom screams it. Right. And I'm like, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I'm down to do a Slayer cover. So, I mean, everybody wants a certain kind of cover and stuff like that. So, um, this album has no covers on it, but, uh, Oh, actually Scott has got the Nevermore song is actually on this album, but, uh, but, um, yeah. yeah, I, you know what I'll do covers. I like, I haven't done a Judas Priest one yet. Uh, Ronnie James Dio would be in my wheelhouse for sure. You know, I did, I don't know if you know, a solo I did, um, uh, with Sven Galli. I did, uh, Spirit of Radio, a rush cover. Oh, okay, yes. So if you if you see Patrick mullick just my name on YouTube, you can see Spirit of Radio, and I did it with Dan, or, or with Dave Wineless, the singer from Sven Galley, uh drummer from the Washboard Union. It was during COVID, so it was people from all over. Mm, okay. And so like like all these uh, other musicians, and I got a Queen cover sitting in the can that I got to shoot the video for and "Tie Your Mother Down" with other musicians. So. You know, yeah, so yeah, covers are fun. They're, 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 when there's a little time off, you, I usually do a couple of covers and, you know, there's a few people I'd like to do some work with. So yeah, but I, I, I imagine we will do another cover down the road for sure.
0: Nice. What's the Toronto scene like then in that case? I mean, you talk about Sven Gali and, and we all know, you know, Helix and stuff like that. I mean, there's a lot of great bands that have come out of there.
1: Uh, the Toronto scene now. Um, there's there's more places to play. The El Macambo is amazing now, and and Lee and all these. Uh, there's still scenes to play. Um, it's it's okay, you know. It's maybe not a, a metal hub. I mean, hip hop is big here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Travis Travis Scott just played at Scotia Bank. I'm saying that right, Travis Scott? I think you know. So hip hop is kind of really big here and stuff like that. So. I think in Canada, Montreal is still the place to play um, for metal. Uh, I don't know. You know, like I said, we've been stuck in the local scene too long. So hopefully we find our people here that are into what we do and worldwide. So um, we just have, this is on us. We have to find where it's, where it is. That's why I'm going to Monsters of Rock part of it. and Find out where these scenes are, you know, where we can penetrate. So so when I do see, uh, uh, I do go see a lot of shows. And, uh, you know, unfortunately I stick to a lot of the bands I know and love, Razor and things like that. And, uh, but, um, you know, I, 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 I've, I've recently seen a few bands that do the, the metal core, I'm going to call it, where there's lots of tracks and lots of rapping with metal and stuff like that. And I, I go to watch the musicianship and, um, I can't come up with any of the names on that, on those fans. So the scene is what it is here. It's, I don't know where, where exactly. Brett, this is embarrassing. Where are you?
0: Calgary, Alberta.
1: Okay. So you're at Calgary. I don't know what the metal scene's like in Calgary.
0: I don't know. I mean, I mean, I know we have a couple of clubs that, that's where, you know, like the smaller metal acts definitely play and, and, and we managed to get some things, but, I don't think it's as, uh, well, it's certainly not like Toronto in any way, shape, or form. And, and then I think Edmonton winds up being a little bit, uh, for the bigger shows, they always seem to go there instead of here. So, yeah, I mean, it's okay. hard for me to say, but uh, but yeah. I don't, I mean, obviously there's nowhere near as many clubs, and and I mean, I know a few of them, but uh, but probably not as many as I could.
1: But I'll go to a show. I went to uh, Mamet, uh, Wolfie Van Halen. And I saw 2,000 people and I go, where are these people going? You know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, they're there. It's just a matter of finding them.
0: Yeah. And that's it. And I, th- and I think that is, uh, for me, that is one of the sadder things about living in Calgary is that for the most part, like a mammoth would never come here. You know, like the, the bands will often just, I mean, you know, Canada is Toronto, Montreal and Vancouver, and that's about it.
1: This is this is not a shot at Canada for at all. But I know I know for us it's 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 paramount to get out of Canada and like Europe would love our stuff and um and and by all means I we have Canadian fans like I think uh sixty eight percent according to the analytics sixty seven percent of our fans are Canadian right now. But that's again we fear needs exposure outside of this. So I'm hoping this new record label will be able to provide that for me, right? So, you know, and shows like yourselves and stuff that are viewed on the web and stuff like that. We need to we need to figure out because uh, yeah, it's a sl- it's a slow ride, but slow and steady wins the race, right? So,
0: yeah, that's right. Well, G- Germany is actually one of our, uh, our our analytics say that lots of Germans listen to our show, so hopefully that can help get you guys out into uh, into the hero scene. I would appreciate
1: any any help. You guys do a great job for us. Without without you, we don't exist. So,
0: well, I mean, you know, it's been fantastic talking to you, and I really do Thank hope you. that you get across Canada so that at least we get a chance to see you here in Calgary.
1: Well, I'm we're hoping the same. We we talked about it with uh, uh, Ryan Ryan from uh, a Monolith Our Monolith. we used to play with Devin Townsend Project. Oh yeah. Drummer. Drummer. So we talked about maybe doing something with him. Uh so hopefully we can get across the country. Maybe with Sven Galley. You know, something. I mean I think if people see the show, well, I hope if people see the show, they'll like, wow, that was something. I, I want to see that again.
0: Well, right. and that's true. Right. And and I want to see it. I mean, after you've talked about it, I'm like, I just want to see it. I want to hear the new album. I want to see the show. So I want you to tell the fans and everybody how they can keep up with Fear, how they can keep up with you, where they can get the new album once it comes out.
1: Okay. Again, so Facebook, uh, Fear Band. Uh, Instagram, spread, spread the fear. Okay. Um, you will know when the album's coming out. Please follow us on Facebook or Instagram. That's where we get the most traffic. Um, also, the best spot to go is fearofficial.com Okay, okay. www.fearofficial.com. Www? Everything goes from there. All our links are there, even TikTok and all that stuff. So actually the best place to go is fearofficial.com. Patrick Mullick, I am me. I answer all my own stuff. Patrick Mullick on Facebook. Patrick Mullick on Instagram. It's just my name. It, it, it'll probably have some fear stuff on it. So just hook me up. All one word, Patrick Mullick, 1L, Mullick. All right, so yeah, just hit me up. I accept, unless you uh, say something completely wrong or tell me to invest in Bitcoin. I accept everybody on my social media.
0: <laughs> well, I won't do that. But uh, okay, Patrick, thank you so much. I mean, I I urge everybody to go and listen to Fear because you guys are great. Thanks. Your singing is Thanks, great, um, and it's and it's just so much fun to uh, to listen to you and and absolutely talk to you. So I look forward to doing yeah. it again. Thank you so Anytime. much. Anytime and have a good time on the cruise. Awesome. Thanks so much.
1: Thanks to the fans. Keep listening. Go to YouTube. Save our souls.
0: You betcha.